Episode number 164 of the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bryan and myself, Kyle Gregg. So, Tommy, you're standing loud and proud there, sipping a wee beard, uh, a beard, sipping a beard, sipping a beer. I hope you're not sipping beards. Um, and uh, yeah, you, you're obviously just, you know, what I want is what you've got. You've got a standing desk. And I'm, you know, I'm going back to the caveman days of crouching over uh, with my, my sit down desk and dining table. So, Tommy, you, you look like you've got a wee smirk in your face there. Tell us uh, how you are and uh, what you've been up to. Good evening, Kyle. Hello, listeners. Yes, uh, Kyle and I just came on, started recording, having had a, a discussion about workplace uh, erg- is it ergonometry. Is that the word I'm looking for? Basically, you know, the old, everyone, Kyle's had his, his virtual uh, desk. Um, workstation assessment. Workstation assessment, yeah. that's the one. And I was just informing Kyle that I've got, uh, I've bought, I bought this right at the start of lockdown. We're going back two years now, but I got a, it's not quite a standing desk, but it's like a, it's a small platform that's got some sort of, that I can jack up with my laptop on it. So I decided to stand up sometimes, which is quite good. Um, so yeah, no, I'm very well. I, as you say, I'm stu- I'm here with a beer. I'm chatting to you on a Monday night. So I'm, I'm quite, uh, I'm quite content. How are you? How was your week? All the better for seeing you, Tom. Uh, I'm, I'm really good. I was, uh, I was dabbling in a bit of cross country at the weekend. I saw that, yes. And so I assume that was a late call. That wasn't something was you kept under the radar yeah. last week on the podcast. <laughs> what are you up to this weekend, Kyle? Ah, oh, nothing much. Nothing much, you know, just uh, not much. Secretly, he's entering to a cross country race. <laughs> I was thinking of it and I didn't want to announce it on TRS in case I, I you know, being, being the. What's the word I'm looking for? Being the flaky guy I am, there's nothing worse than someone promising. You know, that's what you know. We do a lot of that. We promise that we're going to deliver this Mo Farah on the on the podcast, and and he just doesn't. You know, we don't we don't get round to it. So I, I want to keep it on, on the Fraser, Fraser Klein's headline. You know, uh, Kyle Gregg ducks out of BA cross country meet at last minute, <laughs> leaving fans gutted. Kids waiting for his autograph. No show. <laughs> well, I mean, I've got to say, uh, it was a North District League race, um, and obviously, being a metro, they're now in the east, which I, I find strange because you know I'm I'm you know, a lot of, the, a lot of the, ra- the running clubs around the northeast or around Aberdeen are actually running in the north, whereas Aberdeen are in the east. Uh, so, like this race was in um, a Kirk in the Skeen, which is literally a 20, 15, 20 minute drive from my house. Uh, so I ran as a guest. I mean, you know, I, I, I used it as a, a good hard effort. Um, and I, I looked at the map, you know, you look at a map on, on the PDF and you, you, you kind of work, work around it going, ah, it doesn't look too bad. Four laps. I thought, oh, it's going to be, it's around some fields. It's going to be quite flat and fast, maybe a bit muddy. I got there. It was a lumpy hit. It was a lumpy <laughs> race. What to say? Holy moly. Um, so, uh, but I mean, my expectations were, I mean, this is my first cross-country race in, what, two and a half years? I don't know how long it Isn't was. It? Wow. It was, uh, I had no expectations other than to run really hard, you know, have a good race, um, get a good workout from it, use it as a as a sort of a training tool for, for when the going gets tough later on in the, you know, in the season when it comes to the 100K. Because I did that a couple of times uh at the 100k champs 20, in 2019 um you know i did a couple of cross country races and i didn't perform well but i did find it helped my 
my spring summer return you know my spring summer season mm-hmm. and that was the case as a junior you know with every you know and i'm sure a lot of juniors no one no, no juniors listen to this mind you because it's although we're quite clean these days um we uh you know we used to do cross country in the, the winter with autumn the winter uh, and then you do your track events in the summer and you, i always found if you have a good cross country you, you have a great track you know you have a great track season um and i think it's just a strength you know it's just that periodized approach when it comes to uh how you how you structure your your races and your training um so now nice, I'm, I'm trying to go back to my my, my roots and in in kind of do a couple of cross-country tough races, tough trail races, and just to get a bit hardy again. I think I've gone a bit soft, you know? Uh, well, I think that the, the thing is, I, for for someone, I, I think there's actually quite a lot in common between ultra running. I say this as, a, as someone who's never run an ultra. But I think from the outside, there's quite a lot in common with, with ultra running and cross-country, which I know much better. Um, in the sense that it's you really you're pacing on effort, and I know I mean yeah. yeah okay I'm sure you can run ultra on on your on your watch, but surely you've really got to trust your body as well. And and it's you know five k ten k even marathon it's so easy to get caught into splits oh, if you know what shape you're in. But the cross country, I mean the only reason you wear a watch is to look at it afterwards. You know it's uh I see these I was laughing you see people in a cross country race looking at their splits like throughout the race like what are you doing? What, what <laughs> you know what what are they doing these guys? Um, so no, it was cool to see you back there. Do you know it was interesting? Like, um, so I was, I was fourth overall in the race. Um, but the first lap, I was, but the first, you know, four hundred meters, I was like in the eleventh place. Really? And I, looked, wow. and I was just like, oh my god, I'm gonna get absolutely gubbed here. Um, <laughs> and then I was like, hold on a minute, like everyone starts off fast, but I just don't have that top end speed, which I, I clearly identified. Um, but I was like, right, everyone's going off too hard here, in my opinion. Um, not everyone. Some people have hopefully gone off too hard. And every single lap, I was, I just kept pipping people off um, or just uh, picking people up. And I ended up just like my last lap, um, I was in sixth and then I caught up with a couple of guys and, and that was it. So I was really, really happy with how I performed the race. You know, like I, I was, I kept coming through the field and finished quite strong and uh, that gave me quite a bit of confidence, you know, going into the next sort of couple of months. So, uh, yeah. So the next sort of stage now is this hundred k, end Indeed. of end of end of March. Um, end of March. So you've got what two months to go? Two months. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's not so, long. It's still you can get. There's a lot of time to get fit. Oh, easy. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Like I've not done as I said in the previous podcast. I've I've always been training. I just. Mm-hmm. You know, dropping things off when I need to. Um, so I'm feeling quite fresh. And then I finished off on the Sunday with a good 16 miles at a decent pace, just so I could nice. kind of do like a back-to-back. Um, and then, uh, you know, I did a buggy run uh, for seven miles afterwards. So it was like a 23-mile nice. overall. So that, and Very I'm, good. I'm sore today, though, I've got to say. Holy moly. Oh, yeah? Oh, boy. It's been a while, like, you know, doing that kind of well, big... cross-country, that'll, that'll, that'll leave some uh, doms with you. Oh, exactly. But um, but I mean, talking about cross country, I mean, you know, we'll 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 get into lots of cross country races and events, um, you know, and, and but we've also got probably the, I, I, it's it's almost like a combination of cross country ultra, is the spine the spine race which happened a couple of mm. weeks ago. We have the women's winner Debbie Martin Kinsani on the show in 
15 minutes. So Indeed. we're gonna we're gonna yap away for 15 minutes and then we're gonna talk all things uh spine, which is I'm... gonna be really in- interesting. So we'll we'll certainly um you know line you up, set the scene for what the event is and We'll get into the nitty gritty, which is the the spine 268 mile ultra trail oh, Shuddering, it's just shuddering just to think about it. And I, you know, this is I only and this I only the spine only came to my attention when Jasmine Paris won it, and she That's got right. she got a lot of. I think she she she's you know really a great ambassador of the sport, and I think the fact that you know this the heroism if you like that she was she was breastfeeding while she was you know expressing while she was dur- during the spine or something or during her I training for so, it anyway yeah. i remember yeah. that really elevated the it was a big national news story and it elevated the profile of the race to those of us Thank who you. are not ultra runners so and i remember I, remember I can remember reading the article and being impressed about super impressed by her but just thinking who races 260 miles <laughs> i mean you've heard me ex- exasperate about the the utmb i mean double it it's bonkers. Yeah. I mean, it's, Almost. you know, I, I don't, it's, I mean, you know, I really, I really want us one day to interview someone who's a hundred meter runner, you know, really close yeah. that gap. That's, it's, it's the running sport. gap between a hundred and 268 I mean, miles. Last week we were talking about, you know, I wouldn't look at anything that you lost a night's sleep over. You're losing two nights sleep to do the, 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 the spine. <laughs> what, four days? I mean, oh, I, no, it's like five nights, isn't it? Four or five, so five yeah, nights. Okay. You're probably, I get, yeah, crazy. I know you're not, you're not loot, but you are losing sleep. Could be you're, you're, you're always having to sleep on the trail, I guess. But bonkers. So I'm very, I'm very, as someone who knows really very little about the spine, I'm very excited to hear from Debbie, hear oh, from the horse's mouth, as it were. Absolutely. Well, I suppose you know during that time, uh, so I've kind of told you a little bit about my my race, but um, I suppose I can round up the, you know, the results for that while we're at it. Yeah. Um, if I can find them, that is. Uh, so the senior men, we had our, our man, Kip Kenny, for the win, taking the win, a comfortable 30-11, Murray Roadrunners. Ewan Davidson was about 40 seconds behind Kenny in uh, 30-53. John Newsom, a, a veteran of the of the running scene, a, a top athlete in Vanessa Harriers, 31-22. And, uh, you know, I'll give myself a mention. I knew it. I knew you were going to go <laughs> four there. I knew it. <laughs> no, I wasn't the top three, but uh, Kyle Gregg, guest, senior men, 31 48. <laughs> Very good. And uh, well, James Wilson, I'll give him a mention. Okay, you got a five, yeah, Kenny's brother. Top five, eh? Uh, yeah. Only four seconds behind me. The amount of times I was looking behind my shoulder in that last lap, holy moly. I'll bet, yeah, I'll bet. And I actually I, I saw I saw the two of you. I saw the two of you pop up in Strava, and I did think, "Ooh, that must have been a sprint finish right there." That's to the line. I was like, you know, when you you're looking behind and you you know you're emptying the tank and you start gagging. It was like that. Oh yeah, like, class. That's <laughs> classic, classic cross country. Um, and, and also I had you know our man, uh, my mate, and your uh, Tim Tim Rhodes. So he was uh, he was running as a guest. That was his first cross country race since since school. Really. I, I do you know about what, forty like, years ago. How old yeah. is Tim? I mean, Tim's what two years younger than me, so I'm joking. Yeah, I remember yeah. Tim from your 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 stagger and your wedding. Oh, good do, for him then, getting back I out on the cross country after such an exodus. Do you know what though? Like, it, it's so it's so fun. Cross country is fun. Like, I know it sounds like it's like, like a, for example, like you've got hundreds of folk taking part in it, and it's a lot of them are on roads or they might even be on a trail. These some of these cross country races are on trail, and 
And you do think, like, why is it, why is not, why does more people not take part in it? Like, well, it's OCR because it's a race. Like, let's yeah, be honest. Like, the, well, the, the OCR stuff, that's a race, isn't it? Well, like, yeah, but. That and, and it's basically cross country with some sticks in the middle of the, the event. But rightly so, can cross country, and I may be showing my colours a little bit here, which may myth off some, listen, myth, some listeners, but cross country is a competitive event. And you can't, you know, having marshaled recently at a park run, one of the strength of park run, it really is for anyone. But when people are walking most of a park run, that is, you know, I jest about ultra running 260 miles, not, not being a different sport. It's still an endurance event, but walking 5K is not running 5K. And it's great people going out and doing it. But cross-country is a competitive sport. And you're not there to compete you're just because you're not there to compete for the win, but you should be there to compete to, to be your best in the field. I think I, I think it would be detrimental to cross-country if it did go down that, if it became like a park run. And it's good that it, it's, we want it to be accessible as possible, but not at the detriment of the event. And I, you know, I think cross-country, can you imagine marshalling cross-country and waiting up for the seat? I mean, I've been to, you, know, you go down to like, say the, you're at the East League or, and you've got a long day out, can you imagine marshalling the senior men's race and having to wait for folk who are had no intention of running around? Then I think then Aye. it would. It's not park run. It's not everyone in the same bit. There is. It's still racing, you know. And I think there's still an element of. It should be daunting. I know people said, "Oh, park run. It's really scary cross country." Okay, it's not scary. You, but it should be like I get. You know, you. I'm sure you were the same on Saturday. You get the jitters in your stomach because you think, "I know I'm in for. An, I'm in for. Yeah. I'm in for some hurt here," which is yeah. part of it. Yeah, I suppose that's one thing I did find was, um, you know, when it comes to doing a park run, there's, there's the, you're right, you know, it's not a, it's not a race, it's classed as a run, but you can race yeah. it if you, you can, you can run against other people and you can run against your own time or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, whereas the cross country, you know, you, you people go off like an absolute rocket, and you know it's going to hurt, like without a doubt, you know it's going to hurt, and it did hurt for me. Um. But uh, interesting, you on about the the park run. Now, one one thing somebody said to me, uh, it's like Paris Park Run. Fifty people do it. Paris Park Run. Why? Why? Why yeah. does only fifty people do park run in Paris? Because the people. Then, because it, it's you know it's weird over here. It's really not struck. So, from what I've noticed, my observations after a year in Paris are that there's there, there's a real line. You're the people who are who run for a hobby are really seem to be not interested in they'll do like a mass 10k but apart from that people are interested in their it's i don't know they're not it's they don't seem to get the bug for going and doing park runs and then the rest people who are anyone who's interested in and in anyone who runs for a club typically will be at club training on a saturday morning so i you know I've, that's why i've done many partners in the last year because we train on the track excuse me on a saturday right. morning and i think i also honestly i also think there's an an element of the start of the day. I mean, the French are, from what I've seen, a little bit later starting generally. In, in, but I, I think it's an interesting one because I've had the same, I spoke, my dad was saying the same thing to me. Why is there so few? There's another park in Paris, Montsouris, which is not far from here. It's more central, actually. It's in the 14th arrondissement. It's, uh, it gets like 15, 20. Really? It's just not, I mean, oh. you know, it's really, it's bizarre. And uh, it's not, there's only like, I think there's maybe six or seven partners in France. So it's not really taken off as much as it has in the UK, it's it's very strange. Um, but the thing is, it's the, the Paris Park Run is a, the guy who organizes it. Um, uh, Simon, he's a he's a he's a guy who has a love for running, and he's been encouraging. He's really been sort of seeing me get like, see if you can get some of the guys in your club down, or 
see if you can, because he's organizing a race actually, which I'll talk about in future episodes, the Fast 5000, which I'm going to do in June. Which oh, is a, yeah. He's which is a track it. race. And it's last year they had like a, a stellar field. And there's a group called yeah. Tempo Run Club from Brittany who are very, who are like the sort of, they're, yeah, they're quite a cool group actually. They're very, they talk about the love of tempo, the love of threshold to threshold. It's oh, like, uh, it, you know, that's okay. a, it's a, anyway, I'll send, I'll put out a link. They're, they're a great, a great bunch. And anyway, they come down there. They, these are guys involved in really trying to make a big track event in the summer. But anyway, th- so these, all these mindsets, they don't go anywhere near Parkrun. People at the club at Langland, they know about Parkrun, but they're just, just not interested in saying, why would I go, why would I go to a 5k event when I'm training? It's not, you know, you, they're very much, they're racing to get times. And yeah, I, I, it's, it's strange. There's not quite that. One thing I've noticed in Team Leland is uh, they're they're very much a group, you know they're very much a a a, a group. Yes. Word I'm looking for. A training group rather than a club. Rather group. than a yeah. club. Yeah. No, agreed. Yeah. Which is which is massive. I think sometimes some clubs, not not all clubs in Scotland, but you do see the the difference in clubs who are actually training as a group with the same level of ability, and just a club just yeah. Doing you know, maybe just indifferent. They're all they're all mixed together, which which isn't a bad thing. I think it also depends on the location and you know how big your club is and things. But um, I think you need, you need direction. I think you would get a huge benefit if you know you if you never had any injury just now was oh. able to run with that group because you got so many people you're the same level as you. And so I think push you on. But what's really good on that training group? aspect and i noticed this you know on the, on the weekend there the i didn't go on sunday obviously i'm not training with it at the minute until my knee gets fixed but they're in the park and did i think they all did a long run but there was a block 10k at 335 pace i saw it they, they did an insta story that's right yeah that's right and so how cool is that but there's guys in that group like momo that is an easy pace for, that's not easy but it's definitely not a marathon pace for them there's guys who that's close to 10k who must have been hanging on in that right. but what's cool is the, the pace is not like right, we're going to do a 10K block and everyone goes out and it just stretches out like a race. And I remember at Metro, too often training becomes a race. And I think that I always think the big takeaway for me, having trained with a group here, although it's a club, you hit the nail on the head there, it's a group. But my takeaway has been, which I hope to take back to, uh, you know, say like Metro when I get back is, yeah, running club, it's like a stag do in the sense people just want direction. They don't care what pub they go to. They don't really care what what round is being drunk people just want a direction and yeah. and much of the running club you need with a group if you just say right everyone we're doing this and every man this dog from from an hour 10k down to 30 minute 10k rocks up i think it becomes a bit of a mess but if you've got leaders in those who who at least people just want someone to say and i see this happening at metro at the moment with rico which is great someone to say right guys i'm doing this yeah. most people will just say yep yeah, fine yeah i'll do yeah. And that'll do and i think that too often Certainly, what I've seen some clubs overcomplicate it and try and set. You know, it's. I need to do. I had. I need a ninety-second recovery, not a minute. Yeah. Oh, I'm doing. I'm doing a six what? by a mile. Oh, I was going to do oh, five by fifteen hundred meters. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's, it's such as yeah. No, I, into, I mean, I I always find this. Um, although I train a lot by myself, which is due to where I live and mm-hmm. where my timings and things. Um, but when I run with someone else, what a difference it makes. Mm. What difference it makes in terms of just even if you you can even if you if it's just one and another even if they're a lot slower you, you you can still plan a session around their pace not if they're yeah. significantly slower but you can certainly you know do the hair and the, the hair and the hound you know exactly uh, 
and you can what you can and you can wind it up through a session. I mean, if I if you're doing say you're doing I don't know kilometer reps and someone's saying I'm running three twenty, someone else wants to run three twenty fives. You could there's no reason why you can't run the first couple at three twenty five, and someone will wind up. Yeah, you know you're not going to do the exact same together, but you hear. I think there's a there's something to be said. Also, when you look at like guys, I'm really impressed with Mikey Wright these days. See, Mikey Wright, proper coaching. He's on. He's down on the track. He's got his stopwatch, or he's on the bike with his guys that he's coaching. He yeah. is tomorrow going to be, he's the next Derek Easton. I mean, it's just because he's got his hands on, he's just down and involved with the club. And you see, you know, the likes of like, you know, with like, you know, where was it? Um, Mike Johnson and all these guys, you know, that yeah. who are, over the years have really driven so much. Cha- I think it's, I think there's an element you need to get down to the club. Um, anyway, we could talk about training all night, but actually we, our guest is now in the waiting room. So Kyle, I'm going to let you, Give us the uh, the uh, the entrance, or the intro, I should say. <laughs> the intro. <laughs> well, I'm good. I'm going to keep. I'm going to keep it fairly basic because um, you know I want her to introduce herself. Uh, but I will tease some of the things out that she's 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 achieved. Um, but Debbie Martin Consani, so uh, she is a spine the spine winner of this year, um, which is a fantastic result. But she has, um, she's got a, 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 an amazing ultra running resume. Uh, and she's also the team manager, one of the team managers for the, the Anglo-Celtic plate uh, the last couple of years and for this year too. So it's a, it's a huge honour to have Debbie on the show. So. Tanner says she's on mute. Hello. Oh, yeah. Oh, there you are. You started off by putting me on mute. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies. Tom was the controller there. Um, I think it's a, it's a default setting. But anyway, welcome, yeah. to, welcome to TRS, Debbie. A pleasure to meet you the first Thank time. Thank you. It's so nice to be on here. I feel like, no, I'm, a, I feel like I'm a serious athlete now. I'm on your podcast. Oh, well, no, you're, you're always a serious athlete. You've always <laughs> been one. Yeah. It's funny because... Um, I've always like I said, I said I think the last two years because Debbie's been the team manager for the the Anglo Celtic play. Oh yeah, we'll we'll get you on the show. We'll get you on the show, and I, you know, and I was like, right, we're getting on the show now. <laughs> so, uh, well, quite right. We're we're not going to get you on now. When are exactly. we going to get you on? So I mean, yeah, we were just yeah. talking before you came on. I can't get my head around what you've just achieved. So I mean, but I, I think you need to explain to us what is the spine race first and foremost. Oh, yeah, I mean we. We tried to explain it, but we're like, well, we what's the point of us explaining it? Let's get Debbie to explain how brutal it is. Or maybe you didn't think it think it was that brutal. So um, but yeah, tell us tell us about the spine race. Okay. I mean the top line info on the spine race is yeah. it is 260 miles along the Pennine Way, which starts in the Peak District in Edale and uh, finishes when you cross the border into Scotland in Kirkyetham. So 268 miles, about 40,000 feet of ascent. So it's not majorly chunky considering the distance that you cover to get that ascent. Um, it is mid-January. Um, you can have any kind of weather, basically. It's the Pennine Way, even in the height of summer, is quite a hostile, boggy, desolate place. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, you've got to carry most of your kit. So sleeping bag, sleeping mat, stove, everything you can think of. Basically anything you would need to survive should you be stuck out in a hill on a winter's night. And uh, yeah, 16 hours of darkness to contend with. Oh. And you have to basically navigate it yourself. So yeah, I think any one of those factors <laughs> are quite challenging, but altogether, um, I think that's why it's got such an amazing reputation. Um, yeah, so I, the, I've just done it for the second time. Last I was just going to ask, is that your first? It's not even your first time doing no, it. I'm no, a, I'm a repeat offender. <laughs> wow. Wow. So what? when did you do it the last time? I did it in 2020. Time? So, um, okay. yeah, and then I was in for 2021 and obviously it was cancelled because of COVID. Yeah. Um, so my place just rolled over um, into the next year. Um, so, do you know what? Even now, like even when I was starting the race, I couldn't quite articulate why I wanted to go back. I just knew in my heart that I wanted to go back and do it. And um yeah, it turned out to be quite a good choice. I mean, Absolutely. I'm going to put some context there for listeners. It starts south of Manchester. I mean, this is, you know, that to people, it start, starts south of Manchester and finishes, yeah, in Scotland. I, I just, how did you, how, so how does that, how do you prepare for a race like that physically and uh, mentally? Do you know what? Uh, Training-wise, I didn't really adapt too much like the midweek stuff. I kind of stuck with what I do and what I fit around family and work and stuff. Um, it's mostly like your weekend runs. So um, go on the days of nice sunshine, winter trails. And I would like purposely go out when it was sun was setting. And the Kilpatrick Hills just outside Glasgow, which are just really boggy and manky and... Um, yeah, just spend five or six hours with a big pack going around, feeling generally miserable and uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> that's the best way to prepare yourself. I think the first year that I did it, I was still working full time in an office. Um, so I did a lot of commutes to and from work. So I live just about five and a half miles from work. So um, I used to commute with like my laptop and my shoes and everything oh, to weigh wow. up my bag. Yeah, I'd be running around Glasgow like Dora the Explorer. And um, <laughs> So I did a lot of commute runs, whereas this time I didn't do that many. Plus, I kind of took my foot off the gas when COVID started to rise again in December because I'd gone through the whole training process last year, which turned out to be futile. So I was starting to think, is this race going to go ahead? Um, so I probably didn't do as much um, specific training this time around as I did the first time. But, you know, I've been running for like 20 years. So, you know, I've got a lot of miles in my legs anyway. So I didn't, other than just throwing on a big pack um, and making my, putting myself in some uncomfortable positions where I've got to navigate in the dark. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And the, I mean, you, you're obviously, you know, you say you've, you've been running for 20 years. I mean, just for context, like this isn't like your first ultra. This is like, <laughs> this must be your, I don't know how many ultras. I don't know either. So many different <laughs> ones, haven't you? Like, uh, yeah. I mean, but, but even even some of the ones that you've done, you know, you've done the you've done the Tour de Jaunts, haven't you? And the, you've yeah. done the UTMB and Spartathlon, like all these like iconic, like brutal type ultra races. But you've also done some of the more runnable ones, like uh, you know the Lakeland, the Thames Path Hundred. Um, but you're also an established twenty four hour runner too, um, and you've represented Great Britain and in, in, in Scotland for the hundred k as well. Um, 
yeah, like it's <laughs> quite a CV. That is a, <laughs> a, such an amazing CV, and we haven't even got into like your all time. You know what, where you are in the all time list for some of these events. It's you're hugely, it's hugely remarkable. Um, so yeah, I mean, like, what what would you say like this event compares compared to some of the other events that you've done? Like, would you say it's one of the you know is this the hardest one you've done, or do you think? Uh, I I don't know if it was the hardest one because yeah. um. It's strange because going back to it, I thought it would be harder mentally because, you know, I feel like I've already done it. I've got nothing to prove. And I thought when the going got tough or when I had to really dig deep, I wouldn't have that same motivation to pull myself out and continue because I'd already completed it. Whereas this time I actually found I could deal with things better. So um, I accepted things that came along that I might have got frustrated with the last time so I think in terms of like where my head was I was you know I was really happy and I was really content and I know people were like oh she's totally having it up for the cameras which 99% (laughs) of the times I usually do um but I I, apparently (laughs) you're like the most optimistic person coming through you're just loving it (laughs) but I really was just having yeah. a really nice time yeah. um I just really enjoyed it and I made myself really enjoy it because I didn't put any pressure on myself um obviously the race was like really stacked before yeah. I went into oh, it, it so like I didn't feel like there was any pressure on me I was just quite happy and confident just to sit back and do my thing and then see what happens because all I wanted to do was go back and give it the best that I could for me I just wanted to come away with a time or a performance or just an experience that I would be happy with. So I didn't feel like I was in, under any pressure. Um, obviously, that switched like Monday lunchtime, which uh, was uh, a bit of a surprise. Um, but I think mentally I was in such a, a really good place and I felt really strong. Um, like I did the Lakeland 100 in the summer and I just could not get my head into the game at all. Um, I found it really hard to just get into that racing mentality and I really struggled with it, um, especially during the night. I just didn't want to be there. I wasn't really enjoying it. There was nothing physically wrong with me. I just couldn't get my head into it. Um, So I was just really pleased with how I mentally um, dealt with everything that was going on. So I think... um, you know, people have asked me like quite a few times, do you think this is like your finest performance? And I would say, yeah, it's definitely right up there, my top yeah. five, but not because I won it, but mostly because the way that I felt during it and I just ran a time that I was really happy with. Yeah. Do you find um, when, you know, you, you say your head wasn't in the game at the, the Lakeland 100, um, what, what, what do you think, what was the difference this time around? Did you? Did I you don't know. Maybe- I honestly don't know. I think it's just one of those things. Yeah. Maybe it was because I was just more relaxed about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. And maybe it was just maybe I needed the race, the Lakeland, like coming out of lockdown. It was the first time that I'd done a race, and you know, since this time before. Yeah, yeah. So it might have just been that I needed. Sometimes, like the best races come on the back of a really crap race. Yeah. Um. So maybe I just needed that for me to give myself a good talking to because I knew I never wanted to feel like that in a race again (laughs) can can I ask you a a smooth question so a race like that how do you how do you plan it out are you are you uh in terms of pacing when you're eating when you're sleeping is it how how does that that, how do you do that 
do you know what? I just don't think you can plan it. And I just don't think you can prepare for it. It's kind of like one of those ones you just learn like on the, the job. That's got Kyle. That's the Kyle style right all over it. <laughs> <laughs> Debbie knows all about that. <laughs> so uh, I just don't think you can really prepare. And I know people go in like, John Kelly's famous for going in and he's very meticulous with his planning and his spreadsheets and he knows exactly where he wants to be at such touch time. Um, I didn't even know my splits from the year before because I thought there's mm. no point. You can't compare year from year like, because like, yeah. um, the external factors play such a huge part. Um, the first year I did it, we had Storm Brendan that hit round about Monday wow. evening. Yeah, you, you don't want to be out there with a name Storm. I can no, <laughs> that's a and, um, name, yeah. So I probably spent more time in the checkpoints, like cowering, <laughs> too scared to go back out, um, than I did this time. So, um, yeah, I just, I mean, I didn't have a plan as such. I didn't even have a sleeping plan. Um, I slept for less than three hours over the four nights. Really? Jesus yeah. Christ. Wow. And when do you but, decide to sleep? Just when you feel... When you literally really... cannot stay up. Goodness yeah, me. It was like early hours of Tuesday morning. I was going into Alston. So that must be about 160-odd miles or something. And I had about 10 miles. Crossbell is the highest point. Um, just over 3,000 feet, I think it is. And I was coming off Crossfell and it was like really foggy and really icy. And I had like 10 miles to go down into the checkpoint and I literally just couldn't stay on my feet. I was swaying all over the place. I was falling. I was hallucinating. I kept thinking people were walking towards me. Um, and I slept there for two hours um, and I felt like a new woman when I left really? there. But I was, wow. yeah, it's amazing like how little sleep. I mean, I'm like a solid eight every night kind of person. Yeah. So don't think I get away like Maggie Thatcher style. <laughs> I, um, I literally love an eight hour sleep and I'm solid eight hour sleep. I do not did have problems. Um, did you have to train for that then? Like, did for you not sleeping? Yeah. Like, oh. or do you just like go, oh, nah, I'll just see what happens? Or, yeah, but you know, you've got that adrenaline thing. Yeah. So, like, if you go out and do like a session at night or you've got a, yeah. a long race, you struggle to get to sleep because you've yeah. just got. Yeah, so, does. I don't, though, other than, I mean, that time I was really tired. And then the last day I felt like sleepy, tired. But mm. other than that, you don't. I think like the time before dawn is always the worst. That's when you feel really tired and you start hallucinating. Well, I start hallucinating quite a yeah. lot. Um, That's like, yeah. Like, talk to us about like what the what the conditions like. Not just the conditions, but what was the actual trail like? Um, you know, was it was it technical or was it quite? I, I'm not going to say runnable because a lot of it you just it's you know after turning odd miles you're not going to be running <laughs> much yeah, i mean most of it isn't actually that runnable to yeah. be honest i mean i think if you've got a different skill set than i have then maybe you can run across it it's a lot of bog there's yeah. a lot of wet there's a lot uh, of mud um there's a lot of slabs that are really slippy um so the weather was in terms of spine it, it was quite favorable um you know, I think every year's had a different theme. So they've had like the windy year, the icy year. There's one year that was like the going across the Cheviots. I think it was like waist deep snow. Wow. Um, so we had like snow um, on the first day and the second day. And then it was like, it was absolutely <laughs> lovely. It was beautiful. And then the second day, it pissed down for most of the day. Um, and then on Wednesday and Thursday, it was really nice. 
like you know like this week you know the weather's been like so good this week it's just been like crazy hasn't it um so like the last day was lovely across the cheviot so it was just there was beautiful sunrise it was just it was blue skies it was absolutely beautiful so i think knowing that the bad weather or the bad weather the winter weather was going to be front loaded and then it would get easier as the week went on it really helped i think you know a lot of people stay mentally focused when it got a bit rubbish the first two nights I think the earlier because you know there's a couple of races within the series. Yeah. Um so good. yeah, so there's a sprint in the north and the challenger. And I think they started on the Saturday. So I think they had it worse than what we had. It. I know like in Glasgow on the Friday, it was completely blanket of snow. Yeah. So and I'm, yeah. I'm also I'm also quite interested in just, you know, you mentioned that you went in without a plan and you and you sort of ran it your you how you manage it yourself, but the light research I've done on this bench, 118 hours, 36 minutes when you were second. And uh-huh. this year, am I right in saying 104 hours, eight minutes? Yeah. So, there was one. a bit where they had to cut off a bit in the race. Um, okay. So there was a uh, storm Arwen and the baguette, like I think before ah, December. Okay. So there was a lot of trees down on the course, like roundabout Northumberland. So all the races that right. were in the North section, so there's a bit around Hadrian's Wall um, where you go through a forest and they had to do a detour around that so that they added on like four miles onto that. But then there was a section between Bellingham and Burness, I think, which is like 15 miles of, it's like a Land Rover track. It's literally the only runnable section on the course and they had to take that out. Oh, no. So, <laughs> so what they had to do was basically bus everyone from one section to the other because oh, there was right. no other route around that. So I think they took out like 10 miles overall okay, awesome. and the course. Um, so yeah, it was a big a, a, a chunk. So yeah, I mean, I took 14 hours off, but it was yeah, 10 so, miles less. So regardless of the loss of 10 hours, it's a big chunk less. And also the fact that you were second before and you went, were you, did you go into it with a mentality of thinking I want to, better match my result in terms of time or position or were neither on your mind is there any yeah. is I mean I, I think time obviously because nobody wants to go back to a race and run a slower time mm-hmm. so um I made a lot of mistakes the first time around um just faffing and maybe navigational errors and stuff like that and there was maybe I didn't take care of myself as well as I could have the first time so like I'd let my gloves get really wet and then my head torch mm. would run out and oh various yeah. dramas that I knew that um so this time my pack was really front loaded with the pockets so I had easy access to everything so mm. it was basically just ironing out all the things that I got did wrong the first time so um yeah but I didn't feel as strong as I did going into 2020 whereas I just made an arse of it to be honest um and then uh, <laughs> great so, retro, retrospective there. <laughs> so uh, but then I think when I went in the first time around, I just had the mindset of completing and I wanted mm. to make sure everything I did was going to enable me just to get to the finish line. So maybe I did spend longer doing things or maybe I was a little more cautious because I was preserving myself to make yeah. sure I got to the finish line. Whereas this time I could be a little less cautious because I'd already done it and I knew how to handle myself and I knew how to deal with things. Um, yeah. So I think I just dealt with things better the second time around. It's, it's easy to learn when you, mm. when you're in there and 
the thick of it and you learn from things going into the next time around what i really liked is finding your blog i found i stumbled upon your blog from 2020 and it's one of the last lines uh i love where you said i said never again because i don't think I'd, i didn't i don't think i'd pull myself out of those depths knowing i have a finish in the bag but my memory is rubbish until the next time maybe i think that's just amazing to think that you've gone from i don't that, even like, remember you, that you, so you've got you've gone from like that it's the 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 absolute steve redgrave of never again maybe come back and win it perfect yeah. absolutely perfect oh, well. <laughs> i don't even remember writing that so there you go thanks yeah unless there's ultra run dm run dmc.com great blog yeah. from the the first one it's this there's a lot of good content in there I'm, yeah, I, when I cut off my under, my pants in an underpass. <laughs> <laughs> I never realised that, that ultra running had so much class to it. You know, that's the that's the, the side yeah, you don't see. Exactly. Ben brings a class. Exactly. Sorry about that. <laughs> Just about sort of training, like you know how how, and I know you've kind of mentioned. It. I mean, it's probably a difficult question to answer because you've been doing you've been running for so long but and i know how, the, the types of training that you've been doing over the the years but for something like this um what what sort of training worked obviously worked for you then what, what's uh what were those runs like were they you know and i'll let you kind of tell yeah what, i mean my training week has been quite same for like maybe a couple of years so I just go through the kind of traditional thing so I'll do like an easy run on a Monday um tempo or intervals on a Tuesday I probably do a longer uh easier run on a Wednesday so maybe about 10-12 miles on a Wednesday morning and then hills on a Thursday I usually have a rest day on a Friday and then I'll do a longer run on a Saturday or recovery on a Sunday um I used to like way back in the day do like back-to-back long runs at the weekend I think maybe about 10-15 years ago that was like the bread and butter everyone thought you had to do long back-to-backs and you'd be doing like 30 miles on a Saturday and 20 on a Sunday and (laughs) you just end up knackered and plodding um so yeah I don't I haven't done a long back-to-back for a long time unless I'm away and it's like um I'm away like I did a long weekend on the Pennine Way and stuff and I did some back-to-backs then but they are very much um out of the norm whereas a lot of I think a lot of people still do that it just doesn't work for me um yeah do, do you find um do you find as you know the main reason your success it, it comes from that sort of that experience and the the years and years of training that you've been doing not just like you know a block of training yeah sense. no I think uh, yeah I train for uh, it's easier when you're training for races because you can do that build peak yeah. race recover whereas you know I think during lockdown a lot of people just did that flat lining so it was like hell for leather every single week for like a year mm-hmm. um I think uh, you know I mean I've been running for 20 years and I've probably had a handful of injuries that have kept me out for a couple of weeks you know I've I probably had like two months out with injuries in that whole oh. time yeah. um and I do credit it down to the fact that I do my easy runs really easy yeah um so the bulk of my week is at an easy pace um and I don't care what people think on Strava I just you know I switch (laughs) I switch my my watch is on like the main face is on ascent and I live in the city I don't know why but it's just (laughs) when I go home when I go home I don't look at the time I don't look at the pace I don't look at the miles 
Um, I don't know what what I've done until I've got home and I've uploaded it and I can see it. I just, you know, I just run at a pace that's really easy and like a proper easy pace. And I think that's why I've been able to do the things that I've been doing for so long. And um, I just very rarely get injured. Yeah, it's really, it's quite uh, refreshing to hear actually, you know. Yeah. Um, I think people just get really caught up in pace and just trying to, do as well as they can for the for the goods of Strava, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, which can can really, you know, I, I, it's almost like a, I don't know, it's it's like people, it's maybe not as extreme as having problems with your food and stuff, but you know, what I mean, it's like, I think it is. You know, I think you can see like you can see people yeah. like on on any kind of social media who are running like way beyond their abilities you yeah. know and it's just it's constant yeah. and um you just know it's not gonna end well yeah um but yeah you just you just learn that through experience though right so yeah. no i think you're quite right because there's that that quote pain is temporary glory is forever i was saying strava is temporary glory is forever you know it's the race results that were that, that really count and no that's i think it. that's great advice great advice to 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 listeners yeah really good i always say that training's training racing's racing that's just completely different quite did right you any, like um sort of did you do any strength work or like core or anything like that or is do you think that's just been built over years or what did that yeah i mean i i, tra- I trained as a yoga teacher during log time so um oh, wow yeah nice. so um yeah, most of them, I just do most mostly yoga. I started getting into like gym stuff before we went into lockdown yeah. and I started going to these like 30 minutes classes at the, the gym from my office. And uh, yeah, I haven't been in the gym for two years. <laughs> <laughs> I've been paying for it for two years. Cancel <laughs> 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 that gym membership. <laughs> when, I go to, when I go back to the gym, it's going to be the most expensive gym session ever. Yeah, um, yeah I'm full of great intentions once I get a little bit more yeah. recovered to get back into the gym because I do appreciate the benefit of it for sure right. but that, um, I mean the, the weight the weight that you must have had to carry what, what was it what was the weight that you were oh um, I didn't weigh it I, I just figured ignorance was bliss yeah. um, <laughs> I did spend a small fortune making sure I had all that super super like 400 pound in a sleeping bag and yeah. stuff like that you have one of the tiny little mobile phones Pinky no I didn't, I didn't go that far <laughs> I've got one of them yeah I got a lot of I got a lot of uh, bad rep from you, Tommy. <laughs> well, I mean, this is I I my opinion on that was my opinion on that for you, Cal, was like the prep is was fairly scattered. That you, I thought it was bizarre to focus on one tiny little thing. <laughs> yeah. That that wasn't going to save the day. Yeah. <laughs> the ten grams wasn't yeah. going to make up for the ten. Grams. Exactly. But uh, one one thing I'm interested to know back on you know your. Your sort of palmares, as it were. You've got, I, you know, I've, well, didn't quite realize until, um, till going and looking a bit deeper. I knew, I knew you were, you know, how much you've done at ultra. I know, you know, twenty-four hours and whatnot. But you know, a number of, you know, world and European champs. You know, really a hell of a, a hell of a CV. What would you say your career highlight is today? And what, on the other side, is the thing that you've not yet done that you want to do? Good question. Uh, that's a very good question. It's very deep. Um, my, uh, I don't know. I, I wouldn't just say like one, and I would say the okay. spine is right up there. Nice. Um, um, you know, if you told me like that before that I was gonna win it in the time and 
seventh overall. I would never have believed it in a million years. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's definitely right up there. I wouldn't necessarily say um, it was any of the races like, uh, you know, I've performed well as in like one or podiums. I think um, in terms of like how I feel, that's how I measure a really good race. Um, so one of my favorite ones was the Lakeland 50 and I came second and it was just one of those races where the stars aligned and everything just, um, I ran within a minute of like what I knew I could run. Um, and there was one with a, it was a fling and I think it was the UK trials and I was sixth. Um, but again, it was just one of those races where it just all came together. You know, all the training came together, the way I felt, the way I finished, I achieved exactly what I wanted to achieve on that day. Um, yeah, I would say they're, they're right up there with, and it's not because I was wearing a GV vest or because I won. It was just because that was just the way that it came together on the day that I'm really pleased with. That's cool. That's really good. And before you answer, because actually one thing, again, it really strikes me on your record. I love, you've got some amazing achievements in their big races, regardless of position, but also with great position, but also you've got west district cross country you've got bunches of park runs you've got the <laughs> you've got well see the kirk until like 10k uh you know all this good stuff the clyde bank 5k <laughs> right next that to was it. a brilliant race but that's what i love it's like that's club that's like a proper you're a garski runner you're a proper club runner but you're yeah. it's just brilliant absolutely brilliant yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I do. I love going along to some of the cross country. They sometimes don't fit. Like the last couple of years, they haven't really fitted. Um, but I do love going along to the cross country. It's just awful. It's awful. It's awful. <laughs> yeah, there we you go. Like, oh, <laughs> it's just like you will never feel as bad as what you do crossing the line at a cross yeah. country. It's just like you can literally taste your heartbeat. Yeah. It's like, yes, <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> and then you look at your watch and you're like, that much effort for that yeah. much pace are you joking <laughs> but uh yeah I, I don't i don't have the same skill set to run across mud like a lot of people do but i love the like the whole community camaraderie mm. thing as um I, I do love going along to it yeah especially with the gas cube i mean i love that you guys have got the now famous for the bake sale at the national yes. stuff which is class and that's just another <laughs> right. just a great i just only a go great for the camaraderie. <laughs> yeah 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 so uh you know i do i do love going along to stuff like that and now i, I coach the juniors as well so um, oh cool yeah so the the endurance group so um it's like the teenagers who are all like ridiculously fast so um <laughs> yeah we've got some really strong runners in there as well so it's really good it's just yeah. a great club it's just an all-around great club so what would be the event that you haven't done? Not, not even not like I'm not saying oh, I want to go and win this. Just is there an event that you that is really on your bucket list to do? Yeah, I mean, I wanted to get in the Western States, and I applied mm. for the fifth time, um, and uh, it's just getting harder and harder to get into. But I'm just going to keep trying because they have to let me in eventually. Um, that, and I really that would be a perfect race for you. I really wanted to get into it this year, and I did say that if I got into Western States, <clears throat> that I wouldn't do the spine because wow. it just takes too long to recover from, and I thought I would just put all my eggs in basket and just. So I'm actually kind of glad I didn't get into it anymore. Yeah. Can I ask you? Can I ask you both as uh, as ultra experts? What's the magic Not behind the Western States? <laughs> I know that I know the name of. I know obviously I know what the Western States is, but. Uh, what's the magic behind it? Why is that the Why is that the one that I have no idea? Do? I don't know. It's just I, I hope it's like I always thought like UTMB was like the mecca, 
Yeah. And when I did it, I was like so underwhelmed by the whole thing. It was oh, just, ah, right. uh, it was just awful. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it's just so noisy. <laughs> it's just yeah. like people. It was just. Yeah. I did the the course over three days with two of my friends and I loved it. I had like the best adventure and I'm so glad I did that because I got to see how wonderful the route is. Um, But I think when you're out in the course and you've got cowbells in your face and it's just so busy and I just, I only completed it so I never went back again. And I know people (laughs) love it and I know people like want to do it every year and they say it's the best thing. And I get that because it's a phenomenal, if, if, you know, it's a phenomenal event and they go all in and Chamonix is amazing. Yeah. Um, but it's just not for me. It just really wasn't for me. Um, I think West like is... almost the complete opposite in terms of like, you know, the, the cowbells, you know, it's not many, I'm sure the only cowbells that were ringing were the, the church ones, you know, or the, the bells from the church rather than in the villages that you're going through. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, in terms of Western states, um, for me, it's, it's, it's spoken about a lot um, and it's renowned for having a fast, generally speaking, a fast American field and it's quite a runnable one and it's like the oldest, uh, one of the oldest ultra races in, on the calendar. Um, and yeah, I think there's, there's a lot of hype around it. Uh, yeah it's one of the iconic ones and yeah. uh, it's a much smaller field as well yeah. so that's why it's so hard to get into yeah um yeah. it's what's the odds is it not like 0.1 percent or something oh, i don't know i mean i heard <laughs> after like five years of yeah, trying yeah. i think it was um but anyway uh i i uh i had a little kind of whoopsie moment the other day and i applied for bad water oh, did you um oh. what's bad yeah. water i know what that is <laughs> i know what bad water is oh. it sounds pretty it sounds gnarly it sounds it's like in uh, oh death valley word. it's in death valley and uh it's 135 <laughs> miles in july through death valley yeah it's one of those crazy american ones as well um but you know thousands of people apply and i think they only invite 100 people so it's not like names in a hat type thing so you've got to just like submit a a brief running cv and then they'll select who they want to race so um yeah i applied for that the other day is a is a a girl is it say that again sorry is this for next year no, it's for July. Wow. I was going to say, is a, is a, I mean, without any disrespect, is a girl from Scotland designed for three, um, four days in the <laughs> desert? Tom, I'm like ginger, fair, <laughs> I don't want to say to that. But <laughs> I do not belong in Death Valley. Oh, my word. <laughs> Plenty oh. of factor 50 then. That would be, well, like, that would be amazing. Yeah. Surely, so. you know, like, I mean, Surely, with your CV now, like winning the spine, like that's. Did you apply before you won the spine, or was it no, after? After oh, nice. I did really? it on the last day. We've <laughs> got to. Uh, class. Yeah, but we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, yeah I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't actually like running in anything above fourteen degrees. So. <laughs> oh dear. It'll be. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I've done Spartathlon, and I was brought up in Dubai, so I am aware. Right, of, okay. Like, um, yeah. I'm aware of like summer desert heat. I'm not unfamiliar with it. Although, can I just interject? So, I've go- first, I've just Googled Badwater Ultra Marathon. It comes up Badwater, the world's toughest foot race. People also ask. So, you know, you Google the other questions. Number one question Has anyone died doing Badwater Ultra Marathon? <laughs> Has they? <laughs> like, uh, good question. 
uh, about 90 people with zero fatalities. There we go. <laughs> you can sleep sleep easy tonight. Yeah. I mean, next year I'll be like, apart from that one ginger woman from the last girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. So, yeah, that's why I've, it, it's always been like, um, one of those races like I bought a book on Badwater I think on 2013 or something so it's always been on my radar um I didn't even think I would apply for it and I just had these one of these moments where I just started like looking at it and like Marco my husband's got like one of those garden office things and I went out and I went can I apply for Badwater and he was just like oh my god what is she what is she what what did he say? He's like, yeah, free holiday. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. He's like, yeah, you're paying for it all. I was like, well, I figured that anyway. Um, so yeah, we'll see. The uh, I think we find out on the, this Sunday. So. Oh really? Oh, you need to keep us in the loop. That'll be. I will. I'm, I'm I sure will. you you reveal it, no doubt. But oh, that's amazing. Holy moly! So is that the is that the that is the target for you? If that doesn't come through, have you got anything else in the pipeline back? Up? No, I didn't actually have anything. Um. I uh, I wanted to just focus on like recovery from the spine without mm. anything, and I'm kind of I don't know. There's just nothing that has inspired me. I feel like I've gone through most of the races in the UK, and I don't know, I don't know. So that that's when that that one kind of came into my head, and the wheels were in motion. So we'll see. Do you know what? They let me in. They they do. If they don't, then also fine. I'll find something else. That's cool. Very right. cool. Well, before you go, we do have some some quickie questions for you. Um, okay. And uh, they, they, they won't trip you up too much. Um, so, yeah, do you want to, to start off, Tommy? I will. I'm going to start off with a low ball one. Miles or kilometres? Miles. <laughs> ah, nice. Rest day or recovery run? Recovery run. Nice. Uh, Favourite movie? Moulin Rouge. Okay. Nice. I've not had that one before. That's a good answer. <laughs> this one's a fairly generic one. Uh, it can be anyone, any running hero or sporting hero. You, who do you look up to? Mm, Andy Murray. You can say you can say it. You can say your husband. Nice. If you want. No, I'm not. I'm going to say Andy no. Murray. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Murray. That's a good answer. We've not. We've not what, had Andy Murray what, before. What I haven't said is Marco's uh, an established uh, runner himself yeah. as well. You know, he's an absolute legend in the certainly in the twenty four hour running as well. He's he is indeed. The, yeah, I've I, I mean I, I've I've been do, I've done marathon a few times now. So we're, you have. We're well, yeah, I remember yes. you talking about it. Yeah, we're, we're, you were cursing hero. me round about the twentieth of December. Yes. Well, <laughs> we should uh, we should we should actually we should get Marco on actually for to talk about that. That'd be quite interesting. But we're, anyway, we we were speaking to you first and foremost. So. Next question is, and I'm interested because you you obviously run through the night, morning shuffle or evening saunter? Uh, morning shuffle. Okay. Well, we should have changed that. Better in my life. I was going to say we should have changed that to daylight or nighttime running. Oh, definitely daylight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you learn that daylight is precious. <laughs> uh, have you ever done it? I'm off peak here, off piece here a bit, but have you ever done any ultra running in place in either Scotland in the like? middle of june or even further north where it's daylight almost all the time because that must yeah, also i've done the west island way on the longest day so I've done oh, that of course, of course. Yeah. What's the... so how... Way. so how many you must go run through the night then that must be weird for the head is it you get almost yeah no... well it, it starts at one o'clock in the morning um and it's on ah. the um longest day so um 
you barely need a head torch to be honest and then it's mm. late by three o'clock mm. yeah. Morning. Yeah, I've got pre-race meal uh, pasta I don't know I just have whatever's available I always now I have an alcohol free beer because that's now my lucky thing ah, ah nice and, yeah. it, and it will actually so if I skip to favourite non-alcoholic beer uh, Edringer Edringer, interesting. Kyle, That's we should have had our Edringer t- our hoodies on. We, we've got TRS responsible Edringer for one week. Oh, what? I want one of those hoodies. Yeah, it was, we can, I'm sure we could arrange for them. They're, uh, we've got also. Yeah, I love it. My favorite thing I did Manchester. When? What year was that? 2019, so before lockdown. And at Manchester Marathon, they give away pints of it at the end. Oh, God. Do you know what I want? Um, I was one place off of it is the big glass Erdinger. Go, pint you get it's not even a pint it's like 10 pints oh, the, oh really the big one oh, debbie got one uh and she got to pour over my head or her head i was like i'd love nice. to be able to be that good to pour exactly. over your head. <laughs> to pour over your head you, got, you can I, only you can only aspire to be as good as yeah. your wife though, <laughs> <That's true. laughs> the, i've got i have uh the last year when i went to a phase of trying not to drink for a couple years ago for a month and i got really into the brooklyn lager special effects that's a really good non-alcoholic beer. Oh, really? It's like, yeah, it's probably, for me, it's probably the best I've come across. Is it like one of those Ailey type things? Because I don't really like. Uh, it's not that Ailey. It's like uh, it's craft, but it's it's yeah. um yeah maybe it's not uh it's not quite as anyway. It's probably I liked it because it was the closest thing to an alcoholic beer I thought in terms of taste. So maybe that's not the way it should be going. Um, what are we on next, Kyle? It's you. I think it's you, isn't it? Or is it me? Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> favorite favorite event. Like racing event, uh, Lakeland one hundred and fifty. Mm. Yeah, I think nice. it's just a it's just a great all rounder. Um, they make it like a festival weekend, and all the checkpoints people have themes and stuff. So I've uh, I've raced four times, but I think I've volunteered about four or five times as well. Um, mm. So I I always want to be a part of that race. It's just and it's nice when you go back and see people that you haven't seen for ages and they just do it so well. They just uh, even the presentation at the end is just it's just a phenomenal experience. I love it. Lake One Hundred, mm. nice. Favorite shoe? Scott Supertrax RC. Ah. Wow, we've not had a, no one has said Scott on here before. That's interesting. can I just say I got a prototype pair with someone I know like years ago and I bought them for years Yeah, and I've done the Spine, Tour de Zion, Bob Graham, UTMB, Trans Gran Canaria. I've worn them for every single race. I wore a brand new pair for the Spine, didn't change them. Really? Wow. I just love them. They're just a great all-round shoe. What are they called? Scott Scott Supertracks. Scott Supertracks. Yeah, they're they're fairly light, yeah. Yeah, because mm. one thing I've kind of shied away from is heavy cushion shoes. Like I like I kind of. I don't like, like that. Yeah. You like yeah. a plate? You like a plate, Kyle? I used to like a plate. I've I've been not. I haven't been wearing my plates for a while. I have you know, I'm uh, I've, I'm I'm sabbatical until I get to hundred k and I'm bouncing around the the perf track for. Have you got your big uh, clodhoppers? <laughs> I've got I've got the original Vaporfly. The four percent, the blue That's ones. A and I really, really like them. Yeah. And yeah. then what are they? What was the other ones? The next percent? 
Next. Aye, the new one's yeah. the next percent, yeah. So yeah. I bought a pair of them. You know, I sat there waiting for Nike to release. Do you know how they release like three pairs every two months or something? Yeah, yeah. And I sat there and I bought them and I, I just don't like them. You didn't, yeah, I, can't, yeah. I cannot wear them. They're awful. I will wear them for the spine race. <laughs> Can you imagine? No. <laughs> you should just turn up at the start that. line just for the comedy value. <laughs> well, they're on a, we're going down a rabbit hole here, but there's a, there is now an emerging um, market of, of carbon-plated trail shoes, which I just, I guess, unless you're running on a, on a Land Rover track, surely that's useless. I know, but you know what? It's an affluent market, isn't it? Well, true, yeah. So they just release stuff. True. (laughs) Um, What what are we next? Uh, Favourite place to run? Uh, Glencoe. Anywhere around about Glencoe, I love it. Nice. Yeah. I also also like the Lake District, but I feel Mm. like I'm a bit of a turncoat because I'm Scottish, so I should say Glencoe. I think we've kind of answered this question, but if you had one more race that you had to do and that was the last one, what would it be? Western States. <laughs> ah, like it, like it. In fact, we've, we've got one other question. Um, yeah. Have you done a beer mile before? No. Yeah. <laughs> have you done an Erdinger mile before? No. <laughs> that, I don't that, think that... it would have the same effect. <laughs> no. I can't well, imagine me doing a beer mile. I would be upside down in a hedge within about hundred meters. I think. <laughs> but you know what? The, the challenge of a beer mile, I it's the it's the volume, and I think even we've talked about doing an, in fact, an active route mile. I think the volume was even if it's an Erdinger mile. I think I'm not sure I can keep it down. It's the volume, nah. you know. That'd be so yeah. fizzy an Erdinger mile. Oh. Is there a specification to how much beer you have to consume before the mile? Is this uh, a, is it? So it's, it's yeah, it's fine, isn't it? Four pints in a mile. Four pints. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's a minimum. I think the minimum is is four and a half percent. Is the is the I think I think is the world 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 athletics is the world beer mile rules. <laughs> I think. But, Same uh, indoors. Yeah. yeah. Well, you, maybe I mean in Perth, you can have a bit of time in your hands looking after this man. So maybe <laughs> that's that's exactly. Just on the go at the side. Oh yeah, he's very demanding. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, maybe I, we should maybe we should have a, a conversation without Kyle, just no. exchange but, on. Yeah. What goes on the ACP stays on the ACP. <laughs> I, I gave him carte blanche to do whatever he wanted. No, he's, okay. very, good. he's very passionate, let's just say. I am. I'm uh, fairly uh, thick-skinned and resilient. Yeah. So what? I think... Go ahead, Kyle. No, I don't know what to Find say. Find yourself. Apologies I had to make. No, he was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Well, uh, he well, just I doesn't think... believe the things I say to him. That's his only problem. <laughs> I remember the first year, uh, you were like, oh, you've... You, I think because Debbie was like, oh, you're doing really well. And then my, my wife, and then you're saying one thing. And I'm like, all right, who do I believe? You know, do I believe my wife or do, do I believe my Ooh, team? What a, what a position to be in. I know. I don't know. Was, I don't uh, know. But no, he was brilliant. He was at you. I would crew for Kyle again, for sure. It's oh, very easy. He just, he just literally takes everything. <laughs> Although we'll definitely have some salt tablets next time. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so I, won't, I, I won't give you Joe's manky bottles. <laughs> oh, no. She better have got rid of that thing. Holy moly. Well, she did say she was getting rid of them. And I'm like, well, maybe they were your lucky manky bottles. Oh, yeah, like, well, oh I, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure I've got one in my cupboard just now. <laughs> it's like, that is not the color. That is Joe's. And Debbie's yeah. like, what's that you've got there? I was like, it's not mine. It must be Joe's. So I oh, know. 
but yeah it, it, i think it was like because they were both doing so well it was like pretty full on but it's yeah. brilliant That's are you are you help are you at the will you be up at perth Yes. Yeah, nice. Yeah, absolutely. I'll be there to help my baby dumpling. <laughs> hey, Kyle. Oh, you no. don't know this story, Tom, but I feel like I should out it to your list. Please, please, please tell me that Kyle's new nickname is Baby Dumpling. <laughs> well, at the end of the race, his mum came running up and he was just sitting there in his sorry state and his mum came running up and she's like, oh, my and yeah, that's course, definitely not going and away. And Kyle just looked and thought, "Oh God, she's oh, heard no. this," and that was me. I was done. Oh, that, that, thank Deb, you for thank you so much for sharing that. That's Deb, glorious. Call me Kyle anymore. She calls me Deb, Baby Dumpling. Now. Yeah, Baby Dumpling. Right, my wee Baby Dumpling. I'm sure. I'm sure we can speak to Adrian and have that like printed on the back of your vest. <laughs> well, you could, vest. yeah. Just my wee Baby Dumpling. <laughs> <laughs> This bit's, this bit's getting edited out. This bit is no, not getting edited. Not. No I'm way. Doing the, I'm editing this week. Definitely for this. Good. <laughs> this is, I can assure you, this is not getting edited out, Kyle. This is, this is being saved locally to my C drive as we speak, so it's all good. Jesus. <laughs> oh, well, that, well, I mean, we could go on for hours. I mean, what? Uh, it's yeah, been great to have you on, Debbie. So interesting. And, and I think uh, we'll... Good luck for whatever comes this year. Hopefully, it's bad water, and if it is, I'm, I'm. You've suddenly oh, got someone extra will be dot watching for that now. That, that sounds. Oh incredible. my goodness! It's kind of yeah, like awesome. I don't know what kind of factor I'll be on for that, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, fingers crossed. We'll see what happens. But if not, I'm sure I'll find something else equally crazy. No doubt. But yeah. Brilliant. Well, thank, thank you so guys. It was nice to hang out with you. Yeah, you as well. And Pleasure was ours. We'll, 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 I'll certainly be in touch with you, no doubt. Or you'll be in touch yeah. with me. Screaming my... at you for your race plans and then right. you ignore me. <laughs> <laughs> my my, my 10-word plan and my execution at the race, but I'll try and, I'll try and do it. Organic. Thing. We called it organic. Just... <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting way to describe it. Awesome. Organic. Very awesome. good. Well, all the best. And yeah, we'll uh, yeah, speak you. soon. Thanks, Thanks guys. Thanks, Bye. Debbie. Bye. Fantastic. So what a great, what a great guest. Well done, Carl, for getting her on. That was a uh, really good fun. I'm slightly flustered now, actually. I look at that. Realize, look uh, at the wee, the, what, the wee uh, baby dumplings are going to be rouge my right name, now. Look, my, look at the colour of them. God. <laughs> amazing. Absolutely amazing. So baby dumpling. So you've got, so I mean, the fact you're the man who came up with old man Dave. So we've got OMD and we've got WBD as well. Happy days. <laughs> we baby dumpling <laughs> right oh, well yeah. thank you anyway so that was brilliant i think that we're definitely going to get debbie back on again that was that was cool yeah, it was, um it was, really exciting. it was really good to catch up with her and uh yeah super inspiring as well you know oh. it's it's brilliant you know so absorbed in the sport it's um you know not not only debbie but absorbed in the club level to you know the obviously her own running to coaching um her you know her fam whole family are involved in it and uh, marco as well he's a, a very a top level runner in his own right and um, you know even with the marathon as well inspiring so many runners to to get to, to get off the behinds as well it's it's brilliant so yeah great great to catch up with him so um, you know, i think i speak for a lot of non-ultra runners who honestly i know i know i, I maybe pull your leg a bit about this on here but it is 
it, it really is a bit of an alien sport. And I think it's really great when, you know, someone like Debbie really explains, really talks about it and with a, with a passion, with a, a bit of, with an expertise and, and the, the, the all aspects of it. So no, really interesting. Really cool. Absolutely. So let's, well, let's, let's kind of go back to what we were chatting about before. We've got some cross country news and then we've also got some, some sort of local news in terms of performances and things. Um, we and then indeed. we'll round up the show. So, so we can maybe start with the, it was the East League cross country on the weekend down in Livingston. I'll start with the, the male results. Uh, it was a win in the senior men for Hamish Hickey, Central AC 28-21. Ewan Brown, Christophan second in 28.45, and in third place, uh, Alexander Chaplin, Carnethy in 28.49. Because Kyle did, I'm going to go to four as well. Ali Hay, our hero, Central AC, fourth place, 28.58. So really cool to see the, um, the, the Central, I mean, look at that. That's a Central win plus Central Yellow four. Train, it's, eh? Yellow Train is at it again. In terms of the female results, it was a win for Morag Miller, Central as well. So uh, both wins there for, for the yellow train. Kira Gemmel was second and Reunion Heron Hounds, 22.09. And in third place, Freya Ross, Falkirk Vicks, 22.33. Great to see Freya still. You just shows that class never goes. That's really good to see her right up there. And in fourth place to be consistent with Sarah Green, uh, Galaharriers, 22.44. Very good, very good. So, yeah, so that's the East. Um, we also had the North District Cross Country. Now, obviously, I've, uh, I've, I've kind of mentioned what the, the male results were, um, but for the female results, and just get them just now, uh, we had first place was Kirsty Rogan of Highland Hill Runners, 27-12. Uh, Katrina Catriona Fraser Lennox, 27-55. Uh, and Emma Murray of Jog Scotland Contour in 2013. So, yeah, that's your, your top three results for the North females. Going south, it was cross-country all over the place. We also had the um, Hoik, um, borders, Hoik. The, the Borders Cross Series in Hoik. The women's race was won by Jessica Taylor, Edinburgh Athletic Club. Um, so that's a junior, that looks like a junior. Yeah, junior. Maybe there's... Maybe I've got that wrong. Um, anyway, Jessica Taylor, F12 to 13. So that must be a junior race. Uh, <laughs> we'll go through them anyway. Keris White, <laughs> Keris Wright, Timis Lothian AC in second. In third place, Rachel Stevens, not of S Club 7. This one of Timis Lothian AC in, uh, uh, in third place there. Where on earth is the... <laughs> is it not just a junior event? Is there maybe it's... Maybe it's a, it looks like it is a junior event. This one from. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any of these girls or guys would listen. <laughs> Let's just move on, Tom. Yeah, but you say that you've got. Uh, yeah, I mean the men's one has got a twelve to thirteen year old in first, and a seventeen year old in second. If it inspires, oh dear. If we need to increase our uh, our head count. <laughs> listeners, let's start talking about eight-year-old results you know like <laughs> oh dear sorry that's my oh, bad man. is it Tom, in the haste what, to pull them together Carlisle, I'm just... five, Carlisle that's not even in Scotland what, why have you why well have you it was got... on the Scottish running alright fine let me go to Carlisle the resolution 5k 10 no one cares alright this is one that people will care about let me keep it real then back on the roads Nigel Barge 10k that was a win where's the link 
Well, I, I've just found it now. I hadn't put pasted <laughs> that one in. That was a win for Finlay Todd, Glasgow Union here in Hounds, 31 36. Oh, second was game, yeah, yeah. shifting second. Andrew Carey also Glasgow Uni here in Hounds 32 30. And in third place, running out a full podium for the Glasgow Uni Harries was Stephen Addison in 32 35. On the women's side, it was a win for Meredith Reed, Inverclyde AC 37 01. Second place, Alicia Patton, Cumbernauld Amateur Athletics Club, 38-38. And third place, Christy Ford, who was a guest in 39-20. Very good. Well, let's let's start kind of branching out into some of the, the, the sort of national and international events. Uh, we we had the we were talking about it um you know last week about the the international cross country. So we had the the home countries international at Belfast uh, and some amazing performances from the Scottish guys. So yeah, well done to the the team managers for for getting everyone um, you know ready and and getting getting them to the to the event as well. That must have been a a headache with COVID and things. So um, yeah, so we had strong runs from Mary McLennan uh, and Stuart McCallum as well, who both got third place finishes in the event so great well, run from Mary yeah well Mary I mean in a race that was that was won by Helena Beery you know that's that's yeah, incredible and she was I think she was second in the home countries as well well she would have been yeah because Helena Beery wins it so yeah amazing excuse, my, excuse my ignorance but Helena Beery what like what what country is she what Helena Beery she's not Kenyan but she's uh yeah, I'm fairly sure Helena Beery's Kenyan. Yeah, she's Kenyan. Yeah, she. I mean, she's the. What was it? The World or Olympic Five Thousand Meter Champion um, yeah, so in London? London. No, it would have been. It would have been. I think it was London Worlds, not the Olympics, where she won the. But so hell of a. So yeah, I mean, actually amazing for the event that she's there because I, I often think it's a shame we don't have the Great Edinburgh that that international <clears throat> event at the start of the year, which would have been this weekend. I guess this is the spiritual heir to that event. Um, so cool to see Helena Beery running, but Mary's running. I mean, she was. You know, there was some talent in there. She beat, uh, see, um, uh, Kate Avery was in there, an the England team who's, uh, who's, you know, not to be, who's always strong at um, cross countries at the international level. So really impressed for Mary to, to, to deliver there. And of course, I think um, was her clubmate as she revealed last week. Hel- Megan Keith was in there as well, fifth. Yeah, yeah, fifth place for her. Yeah, so I mean that, you know, that's that's a great performance from from Megan as well. You know, it's, it must yeah. be hard to come come back uh you know from a from a European win and and to still have to keep that level of, of performance up. So yeah, great, great great run from from Megan as well and a senior. And remember she's still only under 20. So this is a senior fifth place for her. So well done to to Megan as well. Mm-hmm. Um Stuart McCallum as well. You know that's a that's a new name for me, I me think. Me too, yeah. Um you know that's a, a third place in the senior. I mean, this guy... I'd never heard of him, honestly. Never heard of him. No. So, who is he? Tell us. <laughs> he's Scottish. <laughs> no, you know that much. <laughs> Tell us a bit more about who, who Stuart is. And Stuart, if you, you listen, which I highly doubt, let us, you know, let us know uh, a little bit about you and it'd be great to have a chat with you. So, yeah. Because, you uh, I mean, the we maybe, I mean, we're rounding up the senior men. We also had a... Um, who else do we have in the in the men's team? Was it Lacanotes not there? Lacanotes was uh, he got a 16th place, and Scott Sterling, uh, who who was in 18th place as well. Uh, 
We also had, uh, there was Scotland's under-23 runners as well. Um, Christian Graham finished 15th, uh, second in this category. And I think second in this category, is that in the senior event? Uh, ben McMillan and Alistair Marshall, who, who both we've spoke about, were 21st and 24th respectively and 4th and 5th in their category as well. So that would be the senior event that they were part of. Um, the the under-20 women's race, uh, they took the team goals, which is brilliant, and both the home countries and Celtic cross-country event. Uh, Hannah Ryden with Louisa Brown in second. Sorry, Hannah was first. Uh, Louisa Brown was in second. And Kirsty Purcell in 10th place, which uh, was a cracking result for them. The, also, the Scotland under-20 men, um, Lewis Hannigan was uh, 7th. Ruben McDonald and Fraser Gilmore, 16th and 17th, and Andrew McGill came home in 27th place. I tell you what, the women's uh, event as well, the, the under-70 women's, they had a great run too. I think it was the, women, the men's under-70 male as well. Uh, yeah. But the women's one was third under-17, um, third place, Freya Campbell, under-17, and Amy Teasdale, ninth place, and Je- Jessica Ingalls in 12th place. And Millie McClelland Brooks came home in 16th place. But uh, under 17 men grabbed top three. <laughs> so, you know what? Uh, one of my favorite, probably my favorite image that came out of that event was so Connor Bell, who won the under 17. To, you know, we, we Kyle, I guess you'll go through the, the fact that we put in them all. But there's a picture of him, uh, which I saw on his Twitter today, which I thought was, a, was class, that he's coming across the line, right? And this is a bear man, you know, this is a big meet. He's coming across the line, he's giving it this, he's giving it the shush sign. I was like, that's a, what a lad. What that is a, that's a baller move right there. Uh so Connor, well done, well done, Connor. That's class. If I was that good, I would do the same. Brilliant. Well, well done to Connor. And, and Cody Campbell was second. Uh, and Craig Sheenan was third place as well. And Oliver Payton, shout out to him as well. He he was um uh, sixth place as well, so yeah, that's, that's phenomenal. Brilliant yeah. to see the you know so much depth um, in the the junior rankings just now uh, for Scotland. So I think you know endurance running in, in Scotland's in a good place for certainly in the the the, the earlier the younger ranks as well. Um, but let's move on to the, the the sort of the the ranks in terms of masters. We uh, we had. Not only um, a world record, but a, a local world record from Fiona Matheson in the three thousand meters. Which local is, world? What's a local world record? I don't know. I was, <laughs> I'm tired. It's, a Scottish record. <laughs> uh, so that's a world record. Three thousand indoors for for um, for Fiona Matheson, eleven oh one, and so yeah, she smashed it by I think it was like seven seconds or something. Uh, and that world record was set by a Spanish athlete a few weeks ago. So brilliant to see her in great form um, as a as a Masters 60 athlete. So well done. There you go. Uh, so, yeah, that's um, that's some news events. Yes, more do. more broadly, just very quickly, we've also had, so Jess Piasecki had a, had a crack of a run. We know Jess is not Scottish, but uh, having come on TRS, she's a, we consider her an honorary Scott. Yes. And a, a, we're a big fan of Jess. So, yeah, we're big fans of Jess. So, Jess was third, is now third in the UK all time rankings, having run 67.20 in Santa Pola over the half marathon distance. 
and yeah, that is absolutely incredible. Like, absolutely incredible. You know, I mean, she had a great, she had a great ten k, um, thirty one and a half, like not that long ago. But to run sixty seven, oh, oh, monstrous! So that puts her. I mean, we, we were obviously chuffed when we saw Ailish ran sixty seven fifty something like that last year. Yeah, Jess Judd, I think, ran sixty seven high as well in Houston well, last weekend. So, you know, that's class from uh from Jess, and you know, she's not the best. I think she's had a sounds like she's had a pretty solid year of training, but you know she's had injury worries over the last few years. So great to see her running. Um, and listeners, yeah, you can go back. I can't remember. It was during lockdown. I don't know that much, but we had Jess was on the show oof, probably about two years, almost two years ago now. It would have been about two years ago. Yeah. yeah so we'll dial back to that. That was uh, good to we good good to catch up with her. Yeah. Um, and then rounding up some of the other events, we had uh, we had. The Manchester International event, I think it was. Was it Man- Manchester event? Uh, some of the, the distance performances. We, ben Greenwood uh, got a top 10 all-time for the Indoor 800, 148. Uh, great run from, from him. Jenny Selman had a great run as well, 412 for a, a really wow. 1,500 metres. And um, what else did we have? We had... We also... Well, yeah, half marathon. We had the, there was a Farnborough half marathon on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I've not heard of this of this run. Maybe I should have, but clearly um, oh, no. a fast course, um, no doubt. But uh, flat flat run Farnborough. Yeah, Sean Chalmers sixty four twenty two. Yeah, that's class. Uh, and Johnny Glenn sixty four twenty three. So, Prince finish. That's a great. That's a great. Um, that's a great run, now, isn't it? Uh, really impressive, both of them. Yeah, both uh, marathon project as well. So you're clearly lining up for a, a stab at their debut marathon. So I'll be ex- I'll be excited to see what they can both run mm-hmm. when it comes to the the run. So yeah, brilliant to see that. Excellent. So it was also the Kenyan Cross Country Championships in Eldoret yesterday, and no, I'm joking. We're not going to go into that. <laughs> who's our Who's our honorary Scott in that? Then is it Kippy? Yeah. Uh, well, the guy who won it. Let's let's we'll just adopt immediately. And uh, Samuel Chebolai is now an welcome to TRS. Is not well. He he won the <laughs> Kenyan Cross Country Champs in twenty eight thirty. So listen, hold on for the name. And actually, it was Kennedy Kip Rob who was second. Ah. Not that far off Kip Kenny. That's not is it. <laughs> Kip Kenny. Yeah. I think that's is that that's all the results. That's a busy weekend. A lot of lot of it's great to see plenty of results in the in the calendar. Cross country, road, track, indoor. Such a mix, eh? It's indeed great to see. So before we um we've got two things we need to finish off with as always. Um we have the TRS run of the week. Who would you uh you know say your TRS run of the week is, Tom? So I'm or, or... I, I'm torn between two women. I'm so I mean Fiona Matheson is just is incredible, and that's I was blown away when I re, when we did the research into TRS Run of the Year just to see how much she achieved at that record. But my my suggestion I'm very pleased for Mary. I think that's a great run, a class run in a strong yeah. field to 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 run to 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 produce that. And you know she was explaining to us last last uh, last week it's. It's been a rocky couple of years. So it's just great to see her in a Scotland vest back on the podium. That's I think that I think for I, me I it's gonna be married. Agree. I think I think you're right. You know, I think speaking to her and, and seeing the performance like she's she's just done, she's obviously you know really dialed in her 
her training and, and things are looking really promising. I mean, for don't don't get me wrong. I really I thought twenty second place at the the cross country for Tim Rhodes was equally impressive. Like I was, that was a real. You know, he's not done a cross country since he was at school, apparently. So I'm really equally equally impressed by that. So I, I've been in say mine, you know, my first. <laughs> I was only a minute, I was only a minute and a half behind Kenny in a 30, 30 minute race. Eh? <laughs> must do better. Must try harder. <laughs> you know, you must have been the first. You must have won the Masters race, I'm sure. No, John's older than me. He's like Is a, he? Oh, uh, brutal! Not even the first match. Not even the first bet. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I find out though? Like the Masters cross country is M40. It's not. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, because do you know I when I saw I feel- the. I was going to message you to say, are you doing the Masters Cross? Like, Jesus Christ, the amount of times <laughs> I've had to say that I'm doing it, and I realised I can't. <laughs> I didn't realise till last weekend, actually, because I said to, like, I was looking at I was looking at a race calendar. I was like, oh, it's the Masters Cross coming up. I said to Fiona, I, was like, I wonder if Kyle's doing that. And, uh, and uh, like, she said, that's 40. That would have been amazing. <laughs> like, sorry, mate. <laughs> ID, please. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, so wow. we also had well, we also had short sighted, which was great, and, and at least thank goodness for Tim, because otherwise it would have just been Kyle and I repping this weekend. <laughs> so, listeners, this is not like just me and Kyle bought shorts to wear for ourselves. You know, we really Tim's want to see you. I am though. Well, that's fine. We can put send it to me so that we can put it on Instagram and Twitter because we uh we need to we want to keep the shorts the short sighted going. And actually, Joe Murphy. No, Joe, Joe Murphy was in a pair on the weekend. Joe had a pair on, yeah, she did. The, That's right. What was it she was doing? We've missed the result. What was she doing? She anyway, on. Joe has... Got, so actually, we were... Um, yeah, because I messaged Joe. To, I was saying to Joe uh, in a message, she should be... I really want to see you and Joe wearing them with your Scotland vest in uh, oh. Perth. I'm sure you can get permission. Not Surely if you've got Debbie. the Scotland vest on, they don't Not care. Sure Debbie would, Debbie would uh, approve, though. Why? It's more. They're probably more Scottish than the Scotland shorts. <laughs> it's got no Joma on it. Although they, they're not logo, they're not branded, are they? They're not. I'm sure you could iron a Joma. Do what Butchie does. Put a bit of like, you know, he tapes a New Balance logo to his central vest. I could speak to the team and just say, do, do you all fancy wearing the same shorts? And we'll just yeah. give them more complimentary. Wow, well, steady on. Yeah, Scottish legs can buy them from us. <laughs> <laughs> We 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 must uh, also give credit to Tim Whitcomb, Whitcomb as well, who who was running uh, the Essex League cross country race as well. So he, uh, although it was quite hard to make out that he had the tartan running shorts on, but I, I think he did though. So yeah, kudos to to Tim for getting them out uh, in in England as well, and yeah, showing the English how to how to run in a pair of tartan shorts. Pass, yeah. I'm just I've just seen that come up now. I was getting mixed up with the two Tims. We had two Tims, so yeah, I beg your pardon, Tim Whitcomb as well. So two Tims and a pair of TRS shorts. That's great. Boom. Very, and go. actually, and that was done and, and fantastic downside. So we'll get that shared. Uh so yeah, listeners, if you've got please, if you've got shorts on, get them get in touch with us and we will we'd love to share them. Otherwise, you can get in touch with us about anything else that's on your mind, tartan running shorts at gmail.com. Who do you want to hear on the podcast? Uh, what would you be interested to hear us chat about? We've got active our pals there coming on at some point in the next few weeks. Um, let us know what, what it is you'd like to hear in Tartan Running Shorts. Um, you can also get in touch with us on Facebook at Tartan Running Shorts. I think that's probably the less followed up one. Instagram at Tartan Running Shorts and Twitter at Tartan Running, at Tartan Shorts, sorry. 
There you go. Well, folks, it's been a pleasure to chat and ramble to you all. Uh, I hope you managed to get out for, this is a long episode, this is a 90 minute. It is a 90 minute. Yeah. Folks, your long run slowly uh, creeping up 10% week on week. So I hope it improves next week. It'll be a two hour. <laughs> so there you go. Well, here is your man, Ali McIver, to sing you all out.